Stop the music, boys. The show is about to begin. And what a show, what a show. It's time for Abrams and Facero, a civil but inside look at today's political world from two men that are in the know. Brought to you by Standard TV and Appliance. Now, here's Mark Abrams and Jim Facero on FM News 101. Good morning. Welcome to Abrams and Facero. Jim Passero, Mark Abrams, Dr. Eric Fruits in with us. What a show, what we, a show. We've got big news, Mark. We've got big news. Do you want to set up the uh, the show? Or no, you yes, just to the surprise right of nobody, <laughs> in an endorsement eight months in the making, the Oregonian yesterday evening and today in their newspaper endorsed Newt Bueller over Kate Brown for governor. This was about the most unsurprising development of this campaign. I, I object to the tone right away. We're talking about a paper. Do you remember the last time? Well, the no, we're not. I object to you calling it a paper. It's well, not I, a paper. I, I, do you remember the last surprising? Didn't for, they endorse? All, they endorsed Brown over Bueller for Secretary of State, didn't they? They endorsed uh, Bueller. They did. Yeah, oh, they, they like did. him. I um, think they did. Oh, do you remember the last time that they were going to endorse a Republican for president? Do, do you remember, Mark? And by the way, Mark, Peggy Noonan is back with the Wall Street Journal, so we can all relax. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm yeah. so and relieved. She's only, a week and half, and she's only a week and a half behind writing about Susan Collins. Okay, Mark, last time. <laughs> last time. Last they... time. The Oregonian endorsed a Republican for president of the United States. H.W.? No. No, it's got to be more recent than no, that. No, you're wrong. Wrong. Did they, they endorse McCain? No, wrong. Well, then just give us the and Ronald answer. Reagan. So you're talking about a paper that... Have been endorsing Democrats forever, and oh, when was the last time they endorsed a Republican for governor? Can't remember that either, can you? Well, there's been a so, shift. So why Jim, do you, there's been so a shift why, in why this Why do you paper. start? Why do you start this? Well, first of all, I thought. Secondly, and why? I thought Helen Young, who wrote the editorial, Eric, or Dr. The, Fruits, isn't the entire editorial board Democrat? There's two people on the editorial board now: Laura Gunderson and oh, Helen Young. Oh, four people wrote the endorsement. Neither of them writes or Steve pos- Dean, positions Steve, themselves Steve like Dean a liberal Democrat. Steve Dean sat in on the editorial board. A meeting. I talked to him this week, and Steve Dean wrote a piece on the race. And here's what Steve Dean said. Yeah, he go, sort of shrugged. No, he, he, he was kind of doing. Whoa, a, he was whoa, doing this whoa, little uh, whoa, Pontius whoa, Pilate, whoa. what is truth kind of thing. No, whoa, whoa. Let me help both of you out, okay? <laughs> Nobody's asked for that help. <laughs> Well, not, not bad. You're not sometimes to, you, you, you get you, more than you ask. You're not for. supposed to laugh on the radio. Mark is seldom funny, but that wasn't bad. Um, Steve Dean writes. In his piece this week, says, I asked Ron Wyden why, this is his lead, why should Governor Brown be reelected? And Ron Wyden had to ponder. He could not think of it. And then, because he never spends more than five seconds thinking of anyone but Ron Wyden. Okay. You know, you might be nicer once, once, once Governor Bueller's, I mean, you're going to have to get along with either Governor Bueller or Ron Wyden, one of the, uh, one of the two. You're not really. I'm not looking for anything from either of them. But so Ron Wyden asks in Steve Dean's column, Steve Dean asked Ron Wyden, why should Governor Bueller be reelected? He has to ponder. Governor Brown, excuse me. He has to ponder, can't think of anything. And and you know what his response was? He says then, well, I didn't know I was in campaign mode. And then he comes up with an answer. (laughs) I mean, that says more about Ron Wyden. I didn't know I was in campaign mode. I mean, and then his answer is, well, uh, you know, we do have federal money that we send to Oregon, and I think she administrates that. Now, I'm interpreting that answer. He named a couple of, of, of things, what, health care and transportation. It would be a real shame if you didn't get that money anymore. <laughs> That's right. So, so Mark, I, I think, the, and then you look at the Oregon editorial board, and, and, you, and, you, and you read the piece, and, and Helen Jung writes, in fact, we asked 
when asked by the Oregonian editorial board why there hasn't been more progress in education, and that's the biggest issue right now in the election, at least the, the, the Beeler campaign's making, and I think that's right, and you think that's probably right. Uh, she says, the governor says, when asked that, you will not see more progress in education until blah, 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 until I do something, something. Until there's something, a seamless. Something, yeah. something. And then in the debate on Tuesday night. It was when, a policy speak answer, I grant a, you. Not that. a policy, a pablum speak, pablum policy speak answer. Well, you're 48th in education and you have 15 shortest school days of anybody the in the country. The only way is up. The only way is up. <laughs> so then. On the we elected a, a governor of Arkansas, president of the United States. Do you know what the ratings were for that state most of the time? The only way is up. <laughs> you, you can, I know how to govern uh, so from then, the bottom then. So then, um, you, you, I may have to kick both of you out of the studio today. Um, so then. Well, no, you're not giving us any time so then, to talk. So, you okay, know, I'm, we I'll are essentially so, out of the so studio. So then, in Tuesday on the KJW debate, when she was pressed over and over again by Newt Beeler about her lack of leadership, she said... She started going on about wraparound services. That she's, you know, government's going to have wraparound services, and and I heard that too. Yeah, what, what did is that wraparound? Mean? What did that mean, Mark? She didn't say reach around. She said wraparound. 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 Good. And yeah. toolbox. We're, we're buying a lot of saran and, wrap. And, okay. okay, Mark. And then the toolbox. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna delve and into I, the toolbox. Look, look, look. I'm not inclined. Okay. If you will stop for a minute and let me answer. Right. Yeah, I, I I I watched the Tuesday debate. I came out of the Tuesday debate asking myself. Why isn't she should be governor? Third, no, why isn't there a third candidate? Because, because I was not impressed with either of them. I so thought I thought that she gave the kinds of answers you're making fun of. On the other hand, Newt Bueller was incoherent and dishonest on answers like the sanctuary uh, city piece and just his, his silliness, his, just, or... his disingenuous, dishonest crap about in five years I'm going to move us from the calling. bottom five to the top five in that education, was... which is simply, even if we threw every that penny in the state budget at it, would not happen because it shows he has puffery. no understanding of education and no, children. No, what he, does, but, what he doesn't but understand. I, I told Mark earlier, the, the, the problem with that, I mean, sure. That's what he doesn't stupid. understand is how, how much the, the unions the, have screwed the, things up in 25 years. That's a nice time. Okay, Jim. you guys talk. Jim, I'm sorry. Let Jim, I, 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 if you, you, I gave you the entire state budget. You could not move education up more than three or four notches in five years because it's the same kids, the same teachers. No matter how much no, money you, you throw at it, you can't suddenly turn that into something with 40, 50 more points a gain. It does not happen that way. So that is not how brains are wired. Sure, so let's the, stop the, being this, dishonest this, about this it. This silly bottom five to top five thing. But yeah. you look at all the other stuff that... that uh, that the Democrats keep, you know, they got, oh, we're going to have the 20, 40, 80, whatever uh, education plan where 20% of the kids get 20% of the education. And yeah, I, no one even knows what they mean, but they're these weird, bold goals that go, go okay. nowhere. So everyone does it. It's all bull crap. And Mark's right. You're not going to be able to move from bottom five to top five. He might, but he could point the skis in the right direction. That's what he should at least be doing. Okay. So a couple questions for you, Mark. Yep. Um, one, you, taking, now granted, I'm not objective. I run uh, along with Bridget Barton, uh, a political action committee called Action Pack. We've given a lot of money to New Beeler. So anybody listening, you know. How much? We've given $250,000. Okay. So he has some skin in this game. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Okay. okay. So He's looking for a payoff. Not yeah. Object- what appointment do you want? I, uh, the, uh, I want to be head of the Oregon Comeback Campaign. Because and just be the head. That sounds like That sounds like another bromide with a title. Um, well, exactly, it's called a sinecure. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> want a sinecure. No job. I just want to be head of the campaign. I want to be the state cheerleader. So look, Mark, a couple questions. One, Helen Young's piece, Steve Dean's piece, the debate. Uh, do you think 
that the zeitgeist is turning sour on her. You know, I, I, I know this is going to be a bad week or two for her because I expect every major newspaper to endorse Newt Bueller. Right. I can't think of a single one that's going to endorse her because they are, they are dealing with the audacity of hope rather than the actuality of governance. Newt well, Bueller, as the, as the challenger, is free to say whatever the frig he wants. He's not really. Well, you know what else they have? He has. He's, he is going to solve employment, and he's going to solve education, rather, without raising taxes. I don't think he does. I don't raise taxes. The reason why the newspapers are mad at Kate Brown is because of her transparency initiatives where she is totally shut down right. public records request and you know you don't get in a fight with someone who prints ink by the barrel full and well, that's and, 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 and I think Portland public schools Mark do you think that has yeah. the, Mark do you see that with some credibility and I don't I don't okay well, Eric well, doesn't have credibility I, I, I think, no credibility. I think I'm an economist I'm I because economist. I don't think Kate Brown is the one doing okay. most of that Second, about public records. okay so if the, if the election, we know that the election is very close. And I, if I'm going to, my poll, just judging my Jim, Jim Passero Real Clear Politics Oregon poll, I think it's probably about 46, 47 Brown right now and about 46, 45 Bueller. It is that close. See, I think it's about 48, 44 right now. I, I, okay, well, so we disagree. Eric, where, where would you put the race? Yeah, I, had, th- I, I don't you think thought I, about it. Why I don't think pay you? The, I think you're you would go lower on the 40s on both of them. I think there's uh, still a lot of undecided. So where would you put the race then? I had a 46, 47 for Brown. Split. Roughly even split. Even split. Okay, I, so I, I, we got to go to break. Okay, but, but I want to make one close. more. I and then, make and one I have more, another question for you. I want to make. Yeah, but I want to make one more yeah. point about this. When you talk about wh- how much might move or not move, KGW did a poll after the debate. They asked. Were your opinions about these two candidates changed by the debate? Do you know what the numbers were? Well, probably uh, uh, because the only very people, close. Ninety-eight, no, two, yes. I've never right, seen the a poll only, result like that. In my but life. the only people watching that debate were the insiders. It was not a. It Fair was enough. Not a debate. And it was a boring debate. Fair enough. Five zero three four one seven ninety five ninety five. Toll free eight seven 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 three three one zero one one. This is Abrams and Pacero brought to you by Standard TV and Appliance on FM News one zero one KXL. <laughs> Got something to say? Call Mark and Jim now at 503-417-9KXL. Brought to you by Standard TV and Appliance. Now back to Abrams and Pacero on FM News 101. Welcome back to Abrams and Pacero. You had a... Before before your question, I just want to point out, today is all... Local, because we want we want to talk ballot about the, the endorsement, and it's ballot measure Sunday. We're going to have people here uh, in favor of Measure 106, which is the restriction of pu- public funding for abortion, and we're going to have someone in uh, in support of Measure 103, which would ban taxes yes. on groceries. So and, stick and, with us. This is the, where you're going to get it before you get your voters. Back and all it. these people calling are all they and their networks are all fans of this show. So, Mark, this will test your civility, and we'll and we'll have our judge, Mike Story from Hillsboro, call in afterwards and see how civil you were in I'm your interviews with Nicole Betts. Oh my gosh! That's, <laughs> that would, the judge has to recuse himself. Okay, Mark. A couple questions be, uh, before we went to break. So, we're talking about the zeitgeist of the, of the election, how it's moving. It appears, and again, I'm not objective. And Eric, you you know, weigh in your thoughts too. Is this election moving to Newt Bueller? Is the public becoming sour on Governor Brown? I think the public's been sour on Governor Brown, but right? in, but in terms of the movement of the election, well, I think it's souring. Uh, you know, I think she hasn't really made anything stick to Bueller in terms of him being a a, a trumper or, or the closest they got is is kind of flip flopping. She's trying to get some. Yeah, there's a lot of that on the ads. You know, about the, there's two newts, and I don't know how much that really resonates. Um, I've talked to some people. They they it is stuck with them. I don't know that. There's movement at all, Jim. I think that. Well, why? We, why don't you know that? 
What, what's I, your, what's I your think, counter case? I mean, you can see my point. The counter case is I think most people knew where they were going. Most people are locked in. Uh, that you wasn't know, the way the Democrats. Steve, that wasn't the way Steve Dean was when his conversation with me on Tuesday night. Well, but I think Steve, if, Steve's, not, Steve's not out there talking to people. Steve's talking to himself. If Newt loses, it's not. It's <laughs> not <laughs> Mark's making a lot if of friends. If Newt loses, today. it's not going to be. Sorry, Senator Wyden. Sorry, Steve Dean. It's not going to be because the Democrats turned out. It's because the Republicans stayed home. That's. I think the national tides are going to affect this so election you think greatly. It's, you think the election right now is New Beelers to lose? Eric Fruits? Is that what you're put saying? Put it that way. I, mean, it, I still think it's 50-50, but if he loses, a big part of it's going to be because he didn't generate sufficient Republican turnout. Well, we're going to have Jim Ludwig, uh, for, head of Oregonians for Immigration Reform, on at the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, we'll, you know that's one of the thorniest issues for New Beeler. And I think that they're still positive. On, on his campaign. So you're talking about the right wing holding for Newt Bueller. Is that what yeah, you're talking about? I hear a lot of people saying they're going to stay home, like Mike Story, for example. And I, well, Mike, here's the thing. I think the Mike Kate, Brown, the Kate Brown people, the Kate Brown people know that the editorials are going against them. They are prepared for this. Right. And I think they know about that dynamic and they're prepared to weather it. I mean, they still have far more money in the bank than does the Bueller campaign. Actually, I was on our store, right? That's right. I think he's got two million and she's got three and a half. That's a lot of money. A million and a half is a lot of gross rating But points. then you also have the PACs. Right. Um, this question to you, Mark, then. Governing question. Newt Bueller said Tuesday during the debate that he should be governor on the question of PERS, which the Oregonian reporter didn't quite get it right, and you right. can help you can help us out on that, but he should be governor because you're going to have a better chance of keeping your pension under him than under Governor Brown. Do you think that's true? Do no, you, I, no do you, I don't. Do you give any credibility to that at all? Do, I know, is there any I, part I, of your I, brain I don't that think there's that? a single public employee who buys that because he, in the next breath, Why? he talks about capping what we can recover on our PERS. And so he's what when he's saying, he, here's, here's the Newt Bueller idea of governance in one sentence. You you can get better education by cutting teacher salaries. You can save your pension by cutting your pension. That's what he's trying to tell people, and we're not buying it. Well, I think his argument also, though, on PERS is that the system's unsustainable. You look at the stock market uh, as of Friday, right? It Now, over the course of the year, it might be up like 1%, yeah. which means and you, and we've got to earn the... at least 7.2% in order for us just to stay even on PERS. If we earn anything less than 7.2%, the unfunded liability teachers goes get up cut, yet again, classroom and days then get you cut. have to cut teacher salary or cut teacher positions. That's tier one, do, tier two, and already retired. OPSERP is stable. Mark, do you give OPSERP is stable, but that's the problem. Is tier one and tier two are what's sinking the system. Do you give any credibility to the idea that PERS is cannibalizing the ca classroom? Funding. I give some credit. Some. Okay, yes, some. I, I do. But okay. but I think that the but Jim, the disagreement I have is as Eric just admitted. OPSERP is stable. OPSERP's been in place for 15 years now. So the idea that you have to punish public employees, which is what you're doing with your so-called reform, reform being a synonym for cut whenever you do it, that you have to public, punish current public public employees for the obligations owed to already retired people and the and the small number of people still in the system, which is only something like 14% tier one and tier two. I think you could solve. I think you need, I just think you need to have this on the taxpayers as a whole. And as a taxpayer, I will pay my share of it. I think one easy way to, to address this problem, and it doesn't require a new law, it just requires someone sitting on the PERS board to, to be bold enough to say, you know what, the assumed rate of return should be zero. It should be zero. That way, the Tier 1 and Tier 2 accounts get credit at zero percent 
going forward. And then anytime the stock market does better than zero, we're actually shrinking the unfunded liability. You don't need to change the law. You don't need to do anything other than just buy fiat. Mark, a political question for you. When Governor Brown loses, everybody in your tribe is going to be standing around the water cooler going, she was not a good candidate. She was not a good leader. Yes or no? I think not a good candidate. Okay. I think she. I think she is. A, I think she's a decent person. I think she's a decent thinker. I well, think. I think she has. She's a policy wonk, and policy wonk doesn't translate to the campaign trail very well. She is a wooden speaker, as we saw in the debate on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He's not a hell of a lot better. Um, and I think. I think her campaign has not been a well, conceptualized. Campaign. How would you run the campaign differently? I would I would talk more vision. I would talk more specifics. I would talk about the next four years. You know, the impression that she gave... And, and I've heard nothing about the next four her, years. Her yeah. campaign seems to be focused almost entirely on... On abortion. Well, solidifying her base. Yeah. It, it's abortion, it's never Trump, it's immigration, and it's LGBTQ stuff. I was watching the debate, and I think six or seven times she went to her, her feelings about uh, how she wanted to hug people, or she wanted... As she did, her heart cried out on the foster care system, and she just wants to hug people and provide wraparound services. On education, she, when, when, wrap said, around. when she What's said... What's wraparound? We well, still don't know, do we? We, we don't know. On education... Kanye West, when, it's a wrap when around, she, wrap when she had to, When she had to defend the 48, 48th ranking, she said, well, I've got a son who didn't graduate from high school, so I know how everybody feels. I thought that she... <laughs> Mark, well, that was an interesting answer. Are you listening to me? I, I thought... No, you know you're not, apparently. No, because it's I, a very curious call. I, I, I thought when she said 48th in... In education, a question put to her, drilled down by Laura, Port- Laura Porter of KGW, she said, I, I, I know how everybody feels because I have a son who did, didn't graduate from high school, too. And then she said, I just want to hug everybody. I got the impression that she was running to be head of the state social, you know, the state social worker, not governor. Did you not get that feeling? She is soft and warm and fuzzy. Newt Bueller, I'm not a good didn't leader. resonate at all that way. I think, I think there's a problem. We got to take okay. a break. 503-417-9595. When we get back, we're going to start in on our voters' pamphlet of the air. This is Abrams and Pacero on FM News 101 KXL. Now, back to Abrams and Pacero, brought to you by Standard TV and Appliance on FM News 101. Welcome back to Abrams and Pacero. We're going to spend the rest of the show talking about some of the ballot measures. There are five, there are six ballot measures, actually. And we chose the sexy ones. We chose the so sexy don't ones. don't turn off your dial. Yeah, we're going to be talking immigration and repeal of the sanctuary law. We're going to be talking the ban on grocery taxes. But in this half hour, we are going to talk about the measure that would restrict public funding for abortion. And with us is Nicole Bentz. Nicole, are you with us? Hi. Hi there. Nicole is Pacific Northwest Regional Coordinator for Students for Life of America. So, Nicole, you are the official spokesperson for Measure 106, correct? Yes. Okay. Give me your your elevator speech, as we put it. You know, you, you get on on the ground floor. You got well, till someone gets to eight. Why should well, people vote for this well, measure? Before, before that, I'd like to know what the ballot measure actually does, and okay. then the elevator speech. Okay. My understanding, and, and Nicole can correct me, is quite mm-hmm. simply it prohibits the use of Medicaid funds for abortions. Yes. So it would um, uh, prohibit the tax, the use of tax dollars and funding uh, abortions in the state of Oregon. Yeah. Um, it's not banning abortions, but it will just be um, talking about uh, what money is used. How okay. extensive is that? In terms how of expensive? Yeah, how extensive? How many? How many abortions? I mean, just a rough figure. How many publicly funded abortions are in Oregon each year? With this money. Um, so 
So there's 1.9 million tax funds um, just in the last year um, going towards those abortions. And how many? About, how many abortions is um, that though? 3,500 um, in one year, yeah. and about 10 um, per day. Okay, so elevator speech. Why? Why should people vote for this measure? Um, voting yes to this measure um, because. We think that Oregon, the Oregonians um, should have a say where their money is going um, because abortion has always been a controversial topic and it's more of a, uh, it's a controversial, more of a moral topic. And we don't think our public funds should be involved in that personal choice. Okay, so Nicole, on, on the other hand, though, we have had multiple ballot measures in this state and the voters of this state have chosen to retain abortion. So why go back to the well other than to try and continue to erode a, a principle that the citizens of Oregon have supported? Um, well, I think about it, the fact that it got on the ballot, which took 150,000 signatures to get on the ballot, along with our ten, over about 10,000 volunteers, shows that there's a lot of Oregonians that support this ballot measure. Yeah, but um, not 51% in all likelihood. I mean, do you have any polling that shows you're remotely close to winning? We don't have any polling right. In, I don't have any polling right in front of me, um, but just from the interactions that I've had ever since September, um, have been an amazing support. Um, whether whether they're identified as pro-life or pro-choice, a lot of people we talk to, um, big chunk of people at the state, Oregon State Fair, when we're out there, um, we're in support of um, ending taxpayer-funded abortion. So, well, Mark, I think so, the the, the yeah, distinction yeah. here that that as she said, this isn't about banning abortion. It's about uh, not spending public money on it. And I think you might find even people who are pro-abortion saying, yeah, but we shouldn't spend public money. Well, but here's, here's the thing. I mean, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a republic where we vote for representatives. Representatives vote to do things that many of us disagree with. I mean, I have no, I think it's morally wrong to build the wall, but mm -hmm. they're building the wall. I mean, you know, you might have, Eric, you might have some other issue that you find morally repugnant as a fact as a libertarian. You probably have a lot of I them. have a lot. Yeah. I think, you know, I can't believe we have to spend public money but, on the death penalty. But I think this is a... And uh, I agree with you on that as well. Mark, I think this is an issue, and, and Nicole can weigh in, but it, this is the kind of issue that the initiative process was created for in Oregon, yes. what, a hundred and some years ago. Was, <laughs> was the, you know, the kind of thing where you feel like... The public policy is either stuck or wrong, and you and you go directly to the people for a for an issue. Okay, so it. let me let me let me pose this question to you. Uh, there are a couple of questions. First of all, mm -hmm. this is by doing this, you would actually be as much. You can argue this either way, but the idea is that by banning Medicaid use of Medicaid funds for abortion or any government funds for abortion, not that I think there are any other than Medicaid. Um, certainly not Medicare. You are making a medical decision that normally uh, any other procedure is left to the doctor and the woman. Why do you think that's appropriate? Other than the fact that you are anti-abortion. Well, no, they generally anti-abortion. To be fair, there's a, there's certain procedures that are not covered by Medicaid. Like you can't mm -hmm. get uh, elective surgeries. And in fact, what's interesting is that uh, the state of Oregon actually doesn't cover tubal ligation uh, for Medicaid patients. It's one of the few states that doesn't. Uh, almost every state, on the other hand, except for two, D.C. and Hawaii, uh, uh, every other state covers vasectomies. Nicole, uh, you know, so there are certain procedures that Medicaid doesn't cover that, that some people would think objectively probably should be covered. Nicole, uh, you want to answer Mark's question? About, uh, can you restate the question, please? Yeah, I mean, to, to me, you are you are making a choice about, on behalf of government, and government will then make the choice, not to allow a, a poor woman to make this decision with her physician? Um, 
this is, like I said earlier, is a really personal choice. And by using tax dollars, we're putting public money into that room with that um, doctor and that and that lady. And that's a really personal choice, and they're using public funds to do that. But Nicole, and you're so you're taking that per- come- you're taking that personal choice away from them, and you're making it your personal choice. But is abortion health care? Well, that's I guess that's a question. If your position is abortion mm-hmm. is not health care. I think, you know, there are many cases in which, yes, it is health care. And, you know, health care is broadly defined, as Eric just pointed out, vasectomies are included what, in many places. Nicole, what's the national landscape on this state by state? Does anybody, do, do, what other states have this kind of a measure? There's law. Um, there's 19 of the 50 states have a, um, the 20-week ban on abortion. But um, as far as which states have taxpayer-funded abortions. Yeah, which states, um, which states prohibit Medicaid money going? into uh, into helping uh, uh pay for abortion i don't know all the one i don't know all of them but i know idaho doesn't um nevada doesn't um so some of our bordering states mm-hmm. um those are ones I, i'm really aware of because of what i do for students for life um those are ones i'm familiar with um but uh we're just really known or is really known for um our abortion laws and having no limits on abortion um, and so any other states that are just or similar to Oregon, like California, I know have tax funded abortions in Washington as well. Um, how how but, are how are you, are you voting for Newt Biller? Um, I don't know who I'm voting for yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, so the issue, the abortion issue is in your mind about whether you're going to vote for Newt Biller. Um, I guess I always vote pro-life. So. Mm-hmm. What did, where is Newt on 106? Well, I, I, he said in the debate he's pro-choice and he will and on Tuesday night and he was he's not going to do anything to um, mm-hmm. to uh, to change that. To, so to at least as governor, he would right. you would assume he would oppose such legislation. Right. We don't know what he'll do in the privacy of the ballot box. Do you see the mm-hmm. two candidates as the same on the pro-choice issue? I've seen that. Mm-hmm. But, you, but how do you feel? Um, whether who I'm going to vote for? No, are you, whether they are the same. They have the same position on abortion. Governor Brown and and and, and New Beeler. They seem pretty similar from what I've heard from him. Are there any? Um, uh, you were going to say I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. No, I just said um, I haven't seen too much of a of a difference um, in in their stances. Um, he doesn't seem to talk about it too often. So. Are there any blue state blue states that have this kind of a restriction on abortion? Or, you know, because I guess Nevada is a purple state, Eric? Yeah, it's purple now. It's purple. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where I have to my head now. Mm. Um, you know, there, there's I mean, an interesting thing in the in the ballot uh, title itself, and I know it wasn't written by you, but they have an estimate mm-hmm. of the financial impact. And I think it's it's kind of a neat eugenics approach that the state is taking. So I think the state created the, uh, the, the estimate. They say that uh, uh, this tax measure will actually increase state spending by $22.2 million, um, resulting from, quote, an estimated increase in births, unquote. In other words, oh, mm-hmm. if we just have uh, 3,500 fewer babies in this state, we could save $22 million. It, it's kind of a neat little eugenics way of thinking about it. Well, no, it's basically saying if you deny abortions to poor people, you're going to have kids on public service. I mean, that's that 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 does logically follow when you're talking oh, about fun. people below the poverty line, people on Medicaid. We got to take a break. 503-417-9595. Toll free 877-733-1011. This is Abrams and Passero on FM News 101 KXL. 
Left versus right. Where else can you get that perspective on the radio? Brought to you by Standard TV and Appliance. Now, Mark Abrams and Jim Passero on FM News 101. Welcome back to Abrams and Passero. Jim Passero, Mark Abrams, Dr. Eric Fruits, and we're on the line with Nicole Bentz, who is Pacific Northwest Regional Coordinator of Students for Life of America. They are uh, supporting, and she is one of the spokespeople for Measure 106, which would prohibit the use of government funding, specifically Medicaid funding, for abortion. So, Nicole, Students for Life of America, can't say I've ever heard of it before. What is it, and where do you get your money from? Um, Students for Life of America is the nation's largest youth pro-life organization. Um, we have over 1,200 student groups on college and high school, med school, and law school campuses throughout the United States. Um, our mission is to um, provide resources, trainings, and equip the pro-life generation. Um, and we know that the um, most vulnerable um, on our camp are on our college campuses as far as um, uh, the abortion industry uh, targets around college-age students. Um, and so uh, students who are pro-life, um, reach out to help um, students on campuses in high school and college and med school and law school um, when they choose life. Okay. We, we over the break, came, came up with a KGW poll that shows your measure is trailing 51 to 40. Unusual to find a measure where uh, the one side or the other has crept over 50% this early. Uh, doesn't mm -hmm. usually bode well, and I think I saw another poll that showed it down about 18 points. In light mm -hmm. of that, what do you do to convince the very progressive, uh, yeah, at least socially progressive voting body of Oregon, uh, that this this makes sense? Um, I think it makes sense because um, this is giving Oregon voters a choice. Um, we talked about earlier that, um, like you said, Oregonians uh, are known for um, putting this out, putting things out into the, uh, into the polls for people to decide um, how they want, who they want to represent them, and what kind of um, bills and measures they want. Um, and so here's another way to do that. And also, um, being a younger person in the state of Oregon, some of the laws that were made, I wasn't old enough to vote yet, and now I am. Um, and so I think it's really important to, um, to talk about the younger generation that's coming up to vote on this as well. Um, working on college campuses in Oregon, um, I get to interact with students that are pro-choice and pro-life that support 106. And so I think um, that's also something really interesting to look at is that the younger voters that are sometimes millennials are, no, are not known for being this active, but um, they're becoming more and more active. In, in do things you, like do you see yeah. the millennial generation as more pro-life than the baby boomers? Yes. And um, this is the most pro-life generation that we've seen. Student mm -hmm. um, life has been around for a little bit, and they keep seeing more and more. Mark, um, Mark, you're, Mark you're shaking your head. I've Nicole. seen polling what? that says explicitly it makes to the sense opposite to me. end of things, but... Yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to vote for the measure. Eric, how are you? How are you feeling about it? Well, I'm made just from a, a dollars and cents sign. You know, part of me wonders though. You know what? You know, you said there's 3,500 abortions being done. And that's uh, been very stable, by the by way. Public funds. Is that 3,500 total or public? 3,500 total uh, to public funds. That doesn't make public me feel funds. any better. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so then what, you know, what happens to those if you have say an additional 3,500 unwanted children born? You know, some people say that's that the, the number you were quoting earlier yeah, about the increased. Right, right. But then you've got this, you know, you've got, you know, the state foster care system, which is kind of a sentence worse than death in some cases. Is that is that a better solution? I just that, that's what I'm curious about. OK, let, I, I want to take a phone call. Who, somebody who may have a question. Let's go out to John in Oregon City. John, you're on Abrams and Pacero. Good morning. 
Oh, hello. Hey. Have you taken Hillary Clinton's marching orders? Oh, John. <laughs> no civility. Grow up. Until you're in power. Anyway, Grow I've up. got two points regarding. I've got two points regarding the uh, um, public funding of uh, yeah. rights. The one's common sense, the other one's the constitutional. For one, does it make sense to publicly fund rights? You know, I'd like to have a brand new uh, AR-15, but I don't see the, the state buying me one or even getting one through the uh, surplus uh, uh, armaments thing that they give to police forces. Actually, we do we do fund lots of rights. We fund your right to counsel. We fund your 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 right to a lot of things. I mean, so it, you, we make you, those choices, saying, John. Are you, are you saying I'm going to get a new AR-15 from the state? That'd I didn't say that John, at all. John, 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 do you, do you, do you, have you a, want to be serious? Do you, or you have just a question? want to have, think you're funny? Mark, you're Mark, Mark, Judging of rights is, 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 is what I'm discussing. Now, here's the constitutional issue. John, do you have a question for Nicole? Yeah. Does, does she see it as uh, um, an unequal application of uh, reproductive rights that only go to women and not men? Because if... I'd like to have Viagra funded by uh, John. That's not reproductive rights. Viagra uh, has nothing to do with well, has nothing well, to do well, with well, fertility. Well, you you well, really well, need well, to well, look when when all you're doing is calling and thinking you're being clever and think you're being a stand-up comic. You know, this we'll, is serious issues. We've yeah. asked Nicole to come on, and I, you know, we're giving Nicole this time to make her her Please. argument, and and don't <laughs> waste her time or ours. Nicole, <laughs> really. Nicole, if you're if you are down. 10, 15 points, what, do, you, do you have the money to run a campaign to close this argument, or can you close the argument? What arguments are you going to use? Yeah, because Willamette Week reported mm -hmm. about two weeks ago that you guys are being outspent roughly two to one. Mm -hmm. um, so what I really like about Measure 106 is that it is all Oregonian-based. We don't have any outside funds coming from different states. Uh, we don't have any um, corporations funding us or anything. It's all from people in Oregon who support us. Um, our big donors are private uh, Oregonians that are donating to us. All that can be found online. Um, but I think that's what we have going for 106 is that it's really grassroots, and it's here with the Oregon people. Uh, we don't have outside agendas. Um, we have all we are trying to do is give this back to the Oregon people to vote on and have, have their voice be heard. I think if I was making a pitch for Measure 106, my pitch would be, uh, the state uh, spends money in a lot of areas that we don't want them to, and a lot of times our mm -hmm. voices aren't heard by the legislature. Yep. We have a ballot measure now where we can actually determine, at least in one small way, how our money is being spent. And if you yep. disagree with abortion or taxpayer funding of abortion, then this is your chance to speak. Nicole, mm -hmm. how, how can people get a hold of you? Um, if you go to our website, uh, yes106.org, um, you can find my um, email there and also our uh, phone numbers there as well, and I'm okay. extension 3. Thank you, Nicole. we got to take a break. This is Kramer Abrams and Pacero on FM News 101 KXL.